the Cambridge Marketing Podcast with Kieran Kapoor. Brought to you by Cambridge Marketing College. See their range of courses and apprenticeships at marketingcollege.com. Hello and welcome. As a request from listeners, we are going to do more about marketing in the third sector, so marketing not-for-profits. And I'm delighted to be joined today by Paul Stainton, who is Head of Marketing Communications at Peterborough Cathedral. Um, Paul, welcome. Could you start by explaining what a cathedral means? Um, what a cathedral means? Um, well, it means many things to many people, but I, I suppose our aim is for the cathedral to be a place that's fit for everybody, that's welcoming for everybody from every race, creed or colour, um, a place that is sustainable and can stay open uh, because it is increasingly difficult um, to raise funds to keep cathedrals open these days because uh, not many people know this, but we're not really funded by the Church of England. Uh, cathedrals have to be self-sustainable. So um, in that case, we have to put on various events throughout the year and turn a profit in order to pay our rent and our electric bills, which are higher than the rent, to be fair. Yes. So it's, it's not turning a profit for profit's sake. It's turning a profit so that you can keep going, essentially. So where do cathedrals fit in, a, in the religious hierarchy? Well, I suppose they're, they're at the top. Um, you know, you, you've got your small village churches, you've got your grander churches, you've got your minsters, you've got your cathedrals, um, and they're the, I suppose they're the grandest of the grand, and they are. I mean, you, Ely, Lincoln, Salisbury, Canterbury, Peterborough. Um, Peterborough sometimes gets forgotten because it's between Lincoln and Ely, um, but actually we're doing our best to rectify that and make sure it's on the map because it's a beautiful, beautiful cathedral. And... We keep it free to enter. We don't charge people to enter because we think that's a bar to entry for people. So, you know, whether you've got 5p or £5 in your pocket, you should be able to come into a cathedral. So, and cathedrals, I mean, obviously you run services. We're going to talk about many of the other things that you do as well. So obviously you have a certain level of services and service requirements. And cathedrals famously have bishops, is, if I'm understanding this correctly. You are. Yeah, and we've just got a new bishop. In fact, the enthronement for Bishop Debbie um, will be on the 3rd of March. So um, that's taken a while uh, to get our own bishop. We've uh, shared a bishop for quite a while, Bishop Donald. Um, but now we've got our own bishop. She, uh, she lives on site. She's moved in and she has her official enthronement and goes through some um, centuries-old practices. She's already been through a couple where people question her in, in the cathedral and see if she's fit for the job. And of course she is. Um, and then she has to go through the enthronement process on the 3rd of March, and then officially then uh, she will be the Bishop of, of Peterborough and the Diocese. You mustn't forget that. The Diocese stretches right the way out, almost to Northampton, down to Huntingdon, uh, and up into Rutland. So that's, that's a huge diocese. So what does a diocese mean? Well, the diocese is um, the, the area and the churches within it and the congregations within it that the bishop is responsible for. Uh, there was a time when the diocese stretched, you know, all the way up to the Humber almost. It, it was a huge, huge diocese. And I suppose it goes back to the times when um, the church was the protector of the people um, because obviously the cathedral was built for the people. Um, people used to live in it. It was very gaily coloured um, centuries ago and they keep livestock in there and all sorts. And if you wanted protection, you would come to the cathedral and, and that protection was over a, a wide, wide area. So I suppose that's, a, uh, has, that's the historic nature of it. 
So tell me a little bit about Peterborough Cathedral. It's a very, very lovely cathedral, but tell me, tell us a little bit about the history of it. Well, it's a very lovely cathedral. Um, it's nearly a thousand years old now. It was built on an old monastery, uh, which the remains of are still here in the cloisters. You can see two of the walls where the monks lived. Uh, and really, that, that's where Peterborough evolved from, the centre of Peterborough. The whole centre of Peterborough, from Cathedral Square out to, to where the market was, um, and then the other way, down Bridge Street, was, was all cathedral grounds and cathedral property. And um, it, it was a, a place of sanctuary, it was a place of welcoming, it was a place where people would bring their, their flock uh, and their grain and grow things, um, and, and it was a vibrant economy. Um, until Mr. Oliver Cromwell came along and um, ransacked the place, um, uh, forcing them to tear down the Lady Chapel just to, to keep the cathedral going. Um, and you, you can see <laughs> you can see remnants of the Lady Chapel and bits of the, the concrete in Fotheringham and places like that, where they they borrowed bits to build other things. <laughs> yes, Cromwell, of course, is irritating if you're a local <laughs> because he was a local lad, but um, he rose to be protector of England and then decided he was, he seemed to have a particular delight in taking things out locally. I think he was settling childhood scores, perhaps. Yeah, he left Ely alone, though, <laughs> which is probably why they've still got money in the bank today. Um, so, you know, we, we, you know, we have got a beautiful, beautiful cathedral and, and we try... We try our best to make sure it's it's still here in three, four hundred times for future, uh, three or four hundred years, um, to safeguard it for future generations. That's the key, really. That's what we're here for. Okay, so let's talk about some. Thank you for that. Let's talk about some of your sort of marketing side. So, what is your product? Is it literally that um, you're top of the trees in the church and the diocese? Is it the the space? Um, are you selling? Are you selling religion? What it, what product do you see yourselves having? Well, it's twofold, really. I mean, there's one side to it where we, we promote our, our religious services and our, our clergy-based services on one side. And then on the other side, we have all our events, which we need to promote heavily um, to make sure we turn a profit, make sure uh, the money is a constant stream of income. Um, for instance, our electricity bill went up £120,000 this year. Went up £120,000. Yeah. not at £120,000. So, you know, it's a big old building with very thin stained glass windows. You heat it and the heat disappears. So promoting religion alongside events can be tricky and you have to keep certain sensibilities in mind. You have to, um, you have to think about the clergy all the time and would that be relevant? You know, is everything we're doing part of our core values of joyfulness, generosity, inclusivity, integrity? Um, can we put this on in the cathedral? Is it right? Does it fit? Um, and, and that's always a, a balancing act. You've got to be very, very mindful uh, of the religious side of things all the time. Uh, yes, because I mean, all companies have to worry about their core values. But if you go something really against your your um, the Christian religion, then clearly that's going to sit very awkwardly in a cathedral. So let's talk about the re the, the religious and the service side before we come on to the sort of what perhaps could be seen as the more secular product. So on the religious side, you obviously have a, you have a cathedral choir, I believe. Yeah, we've got a, a very big music department. We've got a, a range of choirs actually, and and lay preachers and lay clerks. Um, that contribute to that side of the cathedral. And we have some amazing music events that we put on as well. And, you know, 
I think one of the the aims of the cathedral is to have that music side of things, too. and they're very very proud of their choir here and, and the music side of things, uh, and the music department is very proud of what they do, and we managed to do that with liaisons with local schools like King School, the choir. Um, Choir folks come from from those schools and others, but mainly from those. So we have a very close bond with those schools, which is great because it encourages young people into the cathedral. Okay, and then obviously you've got a certain amount of selling. I don't mean selling the service, but encouraging people to come to the services, presumably. Yeah, and, and, and you know, we all know that church attendances are not what they were perhaps 20 or 30 years ago. So it, it's very difficult to market people to come to church services. But what we hope is, uh, and we see evidence of, is that people will come to the cathedral for something else and then be drawn in to come to one of the services. So, for instance, last year we had a big Star Wars exhibition on in the summer. We have a six-week summer exhibition. People come to Star Wars and enthralled by the cathedral and might want to stay for Evensong or, or perhaps come on a Sunday morning to see a service as well. So we do see evidence of that. We do see evidence of that you know, enticing people in. I think if you were truly just to promote church services at people, that's very, very difficult. So we, we try to do it in a, a, a slightly different way. Okay, so let's talk about some of your secular products because, I mean, I, I noticed that you've got a number of concerts where you seem to light up the nave and the aisles and... Um, so it's concerts with, with lighting as, as well as using the, the, the space. So tell me something about the, the sort of secular things that you do. Some of the events that we have on, um, we, we have a Lux Morales light show in November, which you know, lights up the whole of the cathedral. Um, that brings thousands of people every Christmas. We've just had a Mars exhibition as well, huge Mars hung from the... Uh, cathedral ceiling in the nave behind the cross actually which is quite uh, quite interesting uh, <laughs> um, not as interesting as Darth Maul stood behind the cross last summer but yeah, it was very interesting uh, and we oh, have a lot of tell us more about that one <laughs> well I was slightly worried because I, I, when, when Star Wars was coming I thought oh, it's fine you know it's a Star Wars exhibition good versus evil you know there are plenty of themes there that play out in theology um, but when I went in to see where they were setting things up, you know, just behind the cross was Darth Maul. You know, so you've got the, cro the juxtaposition of the cross and this really angry uh, mm. Darth Maul character. So I, I did think the clergy might have a word about that, but they didn't. They were fine. Um, <laughs> but but it, it's, it's, about, it's about offering offering people things that work in the space and things that are popular. So very soon we've got Fleetwood Mac by Candlelight. We've got Beatles by Candlelight. Um, and various concerts like that, that, you know, are lit up in the cathedral in that space. And actually, the space adds to the concert, if, if you know what I mean. It's, it, it's a really unique experience once, once you go in there, just to see Mars lit up. And we have a, um, a special recital um, of Holster the Planets on the organ, uh, which about five or 600 people came for, which was absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing. You know, the cathedral all lit red, it was beautiful. It does, it does sound like a theatrical experience. So what sort of methods do you use as a marketer to get those messages out? So you're, you know, you've got these events going on, you've got services going on. Who do you target and how do you target them? Well, I've been here about nine months now, something like that. Um, my background is in, is in journalism, broadcasting and, and radio and TV and BBC. Um, and I came here really to transform how the, the cathedral communicated with people. The marketing was 
I don't want to say old fashioned, but it was it, it, there was a lot of oh, bung an advert in that magazine, bung an advert in that magazine, you know, bung an mm-hmm. advert in that one, job done, that's the marketing. So we've transformed that. We've, we've stopped virtually all our advertising in magazines, apart from big publications around Peterborough. So there's a bit of that, but the vast majority of what we do and have been doing since Star Wars is uh, online paid social media advertising. So creating our own content, uh, creating content with a design company that works with us, um, imagery, uh, video that just reaches out to people across. Facebook is where a lot of our customers live. Um, we've increased Facebook by about 3,000 people in, in the last sort of eight months. Um, and we're now reaching uh, half a million people a month on our social media. So that's really working because everything we're putting on there sells, virtually sells out every time. So, you know, it's getting onto people's phones, it's getting onto people's computers, it's getting into the places where they exist. And they, unfortunately, uh, for magazine companies, don't exist too much in magazines anymore or newspapers. Mm. That's interesting that you're managing to put stuff out and then sell out. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a huge accolade of, of your marketing side. But there's always an element with marketing where you think, oh, rats, if I had more, more, maybe I could sell more. Could I? Um, so is that, is that a challenge? Is that something you could do that you could say, well, actually, maybe we should put on the concert three times instead of just once or whatever? Yeah, I, I, I'm, always, <laughs> I'm always pushing. You know, I'm always selling. I'm always, I'm always the optimist. Um, uh, and people stop me from selling too many tickets. Um, even even Lux Morales, our light show last November, um, I kept pushing to sell another fifty, another fifty, add another fifty. Uh, and perhaps in the end, I was you know we, we were a little bit too busy on the final Saturday, uh, and that was my my fault really. But in, in terms of having in terms of having money to spend, too busy. Right? How good? Uh, but in terms of having money to spend, you always want more money to spend. But I think. What I've done is I've looked at the budget and thought, well, this is what we've got. You know, we, we have a certain budget, and it's not a lot, um, and we have to use it wisely, and we have to get best value for book. And social media, um, Facebook, Twitter, well, less Twitter, but Facebook, you know, uh, Instagram, sometimes a bit of TikTok, and paid media on Google Ads and, and Facebook Ads works really, really well. Um, if you've got the content right... If you're engaging with the content, I mean, as a broadcaster, I used, I used to drum into people when I managed BBC offices. You start with the audience and work backwards. What do they want? How do we engage? Um, and it's the same for me with the content we put on social media for the cathedral. Who are the audience? How do we engage them? How do we excite them? Uh, how do we draw them in? How do we tell them that story that just winds them in? Um, so we try and do that. And... Touchwood. I was succeeding so far. <laughs> That's good. So, who do you view as your competitors? Is it other cathedrals? Is it other? <laughs> is it other concert venues? Who who are your competitors? <laughs> I, you know, I don't even think about competitors. I, I don't seriously. I just think, how do we pull people in here? What have we got? How brilliant is it? How do I tell them it's brilliant? It, it, I suppose people would say our competitors are Ely Cathedral, but even so, you know. We are an event space as well, so our competitors are, to some extent, uh, the Key Theatre, uh, to some extent the Cresset in Peterborough, which is an event space, um, a bit like sort of the Junction in Cambridge. Um, so we are competing with those people as well. I mean, we've hopefully, fingers crossed, got a, a big weekend's worth of concert in May, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, with some big-name acts who would ordinarily be 
perhaps on a, a gig venue like the Junction, Cambridge. But so we're constantly competing across the board. But I, I, I don't really compete. I just compete with having people in the cathedral, really, and attracting them in. I'm intrigued that your competitors are, you mentioned Ely Cathedral, but otherwise you're basically mentioning secular event spaces. So you don't feel that you're in competition with local churches to try and get people to come to the cathedral rather than to the local church? Not really, because people come to the cathedral anyway, um, because it is such a beautiful building. It is so iconic in Peterborough. And, you know, part of what I've been doing since I came here is, is working behind the scenes to draw all the various elements of Peterborough together from the art community, the music community, the comedy community, um, the council uh, and working with all of these people behind the scenes to, to make sure that the cathedral is at the centre of everything they do too um, and that we are part of the, a new tourism strategy for the city, we are leaning on it, we are you know, having a voice in all these places as well as um, being a church, being a cathedral. Um, I don't think it's enough to be a church or a cathedral anymore. You've got to do more, I think. What are the challenges that you find as a marketer? Is it difficult to get people to say, yes, we can be a concert space, but when we're, we're you know, is there a view that, no, it's a house of God and therefore that doesn't exist? Or is there, are there challenges in just persuading people that the cathedral is a space they might like to be? What, what do you see as the challenges? I've never, I mean... I showed some digital artists around about six weeks ago. We've got a big exhibition on at the minute called Made in Peterborough. So um, we've turned the museum into uh, museum. We've turned the cathedral <laughs> into a big art gallery. You know, there's art hung all the way around the cathedral. Big pieces, small pieces, all made in Peterborough or inspired by Peterborough or made by people in Peterborough. Um, and I thought it'd be great to have some digital art in there as well. You know, big screens, brilliant stuff. So next Saturday, that's the Pièce de la Résistance for almost the finale of the, the art show, is this huge display of digital art. Um, and when they first came, they said, well, we weren't sure the cathedral would be that welcoming. I said, well, why not? This used to be the place where people kept their goats. This is the place where people brought their sheep and, you know, lived in the corner here and there. This is what the cathedral is. It, it should be all things to every, every man, woman and child. So in terms of welcoming people in, no, I've not really felt that. What I have felt is they, they didn't know, you know, so, so I redoubled my efforts to make sure people do know that they, they can come here and do things. Is, is there kickback sometimes from the clergy about things we want to put on? Yes, you know, sometimes it's difficult as well because we have set services and sometimes we have to move services. Uh, to St John's Church in Cathedral Square, particularly during our um, summer exhibition. But, but my answer to all of that always is, we need to make money. Do you want to make money or would you like, rather close the doors? So before I let you go, because it's been fascinating hearing about marketing a, a, a space like a cathedral, how, you've indicated that you come from a, a BBC background and a broadcasting background. So tell us a little bit about how, you, you, how your career went and how you've ended up in marketing and marketing a cathedral space. <laughs> well, I, I, I came to Peterborough in 1989 um, as a nightclub DJ uh, at a club called Shanghai Sam's. I'd never heard of Peterborough, I didn't know where it was. Uh, I, I, I came, I, I'll be honest, I came for the money and it was good and the club was good. Um, and then I, I moved into radio, Herald Radio, um, in 1990, uh, and then the BBC as a sports editor, and Five Live, and I was a TV sports correspondent. 
And I came back to Peterborough um, and was persuaded to move back to the BBC in around um, 2009. And they wanted me to run their Peterborough office and teach their young journalists um, and give them the benefit of my knowledge and experience. Uh, and then they wanted me to present breakfast and then mid-morning. Uh, and I did all that until around 2017. Um, when I, I left to form my own communications company. I thought it was the right time to leave the BBC and perhaps proved correct. And um, I, I, I did a number of campaigns for, for local councils, particularly around fostering and things like that, attracting more foster carers, which were very successful for Cambridge and Peterborough. Um, and then I, I suppose I, I'm one of these people, I like working with people. And I was working a lot on my own. Um, and going into councils and coming out, and I like—I miss that. I miss bouncing off people, uh, even the banter and stuff like that. I miss all that, which is great because you get plenty of that here. Uh, and then this job came up. This job came up, and I just thought, well, actually, I've—I've I've, since 1989, I've, I've been talking up the city. I've been holding people to account in the city on the radio. Uh, I've been promoting the cathedral on the radio. I, I've been promoting what I see as best for the city. This is a great way for me to continue to do that. You know, if I can help safeguard the future of this beautiful cathedral for the next two, three hundred years, if I can be a part of that, that would be absolutely fantastic. And I'm proud to be doing it. Uh, that's, that's wonderful. And you sort of picked up marketing as you went along, or has it come naturally to you? Well, obviously, you know, I, I, I learned from some good people. Um, I, I personally think it's not too different to being on the radio. As I said, you, you, you start with the audience and you work backwards, and everything else can be learned. I think you need to have a, a feel for what people want. You, you need to be able to understand uh, who those people are that you're talking to, same as the radio. Um, and I grew up in a very poor sort of background as a kid in South Yorkshire pit villages. So I understand what it's like to be... Poor. I understand what it's like to be of that audience. I, I suppose now I'm middle class, if you like. I don't know. Uh, so I've got experience in all audiences, I think. Um, so I, I think that, that that you know buys me well, and I think I, c I can pick up most other things and everything else. Just learn, you know. If, if you want to learn how to use Hootsuite, go online and, and learn, you know. Paul Stainton, Head of Marketing Communications at Peterborough Cathedral. Thank you very much for your time and your insights into what's a really fascinating part of the third sector. Thank you. Thank you. The Cambridge Marketing Podcast from Cambridge Marketing College. Training marketing and PR professionals across the globe.